Welcome back <laughs> to the Mini Cow Show, episode 6, or Big Barn's Podcast. This is Andres. Andres, the... The Mini Cow. The Mini Cow. <laughs> this is Sarah, the goat. Oh. This is Dallas, the salad. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about using steroids. And why you should definitely do that. Uh huh. <laughs> and dating people out of your fitness lifestyle. Okay. Or lifestyle in general. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm going to start off with uh, I'm intrigued by steroids and why they're bad. Okay, why? Just like in general? Like in general. Like yeah. if. Okay, yeah. well, let's talk about what a steroid is. Okay. Yep. Because what it's not is creatine. LOL. A lot of people think creatine is a steroid. It isn't. A supplement is not a steroid. Mm-hmm. Unless it's tainted with steroids. <laughs> 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 but it's not. It's I mean, not. Yeah. And so that's an important distinction mm-hmm. because... Dallas and I were talking about this. A lot of times these bodybuilders and whatnot will die, mm-hmm. and then they'll be like, oh, yeah, he was taking a lot of supplements. Mm-hmm. So people think protein powder is going to cause a heart attack, mm-hmm. but that's not true. That's just not true at all in any way. Not true at all. Uh, so, yeah, it's the steroids. It's not the protein, protein powder. It's not the, you know, C vitamin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I see lots of posters in private gyms. Private? Is that the right word? Like, third-party gyms? like Independently owned? Yeah, or? independently owned. Mm-hmm. It's like, please don't use steroids. I was like, where are you even getting these? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, once you get in the right circles, not that I would know, but just from experience of people who have done them, mm-hmm. you just have to find the right person, and then you're, you're in. Mm-hmm. It's, you know. Mm-hmm. And they buy you know, the accessories for administration of them mm-hmm. online. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, yeah. So, what is your understanding of why you shouldn't do them? You hurt yourself. Is, like, your muscles grow faster than your body's able to handle? Is, like, my one understanding of it. That is true in part. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that is all I know. Really? Yeah. Like, other than that, I have no idea why they... So, and this is funny because uh, very recently, just on YouTube, because of how YouTube works, it just recommended me a video of this guy who talks about people that have used steroids. So recently, like over the past week or two, I've been watching a lot of his videos, and he's really knowledgeable about the subject, both from anecdotal experience and from, like, like research that he's done. And... Um, so the reason steroids are bad is not necessarily because steroids themselves are bad. It's like how much of the steroid you're doing. Some of them are just bad. Like in general, also, before I say anything, I do want to point out the fact that I'm not condoning the use of steroids, nor do I recommend the use of steroids because I think you shouldn't use them unless 
you understand why you would use them. You shouldn't use them purely for the sake of like, oh, I just want to use steroids. You should have a goal in mind if you want to use steroids. In saying that, I still don't recommend them. I still don't think you should do them. But um, certain steroids are just bad. Like oral steroids, like pills you would take, those are just more toxic than injectable steroids. Just That's just how they are because they have to be metabolized by your liver. So they're very uh, hepatoxic. So they're bad for your liver. So in that sense, if you just take a bunch of oral steroids, like you're going to have liver problems eventually, no matter what it is. Um, other steroids that are like detrimental to health would be um, uh, stuff like, it's called, what? I think it's called like clenbuterol or something. It's like a stimulant, basically. Mm -hmm. Like it just, it affects your heart. Um, and obviously if you're That's taking- That's more common with women. Yeah. Like men that are trying to like yeah. lean out yeah um so that that's not an anabolic steroid because it's not about like building tissue it's about uh like leaning out so that kind of thing is bad just because it's like it's a stressor on your heart so like that's bad um what else uh stuff like they're, so there are just like different categories of anabolics and they're detrimental to your hair just because of what they are, like the compound that they are. But like you, okay, so for example, TRT, that's testosterone replacement therapy. That is something that a lot of men over 40 are on and that's a steroid. That's an anabolic steroid. It's just pure testosterone. That is what men produce in their body naturally. So if you take that testosterone and if you don't need it, then you have side effects from it. But just taking that testosterone will do nothing negative if you're taking moderate amounts of it. So, like, in that sense, steroids aren't bad, necessarily. Again, it's just a dosage issue. If you're taking a, an obscene amount, then you're going to have very staunch side effects from it. So, and what you're saying, the if you build your muscle too fast, you can, it, it like... Uh, yes, what you said earlier was right, and that your tendons and stuff do not grow at the same rate that your muscles grow. So your muscles can be strong enough to rip the tendons off of the bone, which is obviously a problem. Um, but yeah, that's alternatively to using steroids. Um, I see that a lot of people buy certain vitamins to enhance certain aspects of their body like biotin for hair and nails mm -hmm. calcium for the bones mm -hmm. b12 for their energy metabolism um aside from taking a daily vitamin um is there anything in specific that could theoretically produce results because the very nature no. of vitamins and supplements is it's a dietary supplement so they can't guarantee anything mm -hmm. yeah see the problem with that kind of stuff is that the like implicit uh, function there is that you have a deficit which is causing the increase of function. So it's like you can take this and have this benefit from it, but it, it's implied that you're at a detriment of that thing. Whereas if you aren't, if you're at normal levels for every one of these vitamins you could possibly take, human physiology doesn't work like that you can't just like throw stuff at it and expect it to just 
linearly increase based off of what you give it. Your body uses what it uses and then doesn't do anything with the rest of it. It just gets rid of it because it doesn't need it. In saying that, the difference between supplements and stuff like steroids is that those are different mechanisms of action. So hormones, your body, your body works off of the amount of hormone you have because its regulatory function is that it only produces so much. So it's like we're not going to have very many or any limiting factors in how this works because we limit it at the source. Whereas if you're just pumping your body full of testosterone, that's more than your body normally would ever make. So the mechanisms to stop that from doing what it should, what it does do are limited. So that's why if you do a bunch of testosterone, you're going to get a lot of anabolism, muscle growth, because your body is just responding to that hormone, which it thinks is yours. So it's like, oh, we're just doing this now. And same thing with, you can take, uh, some bodybuilders take it, T3, which is a thyroid hormone. They take it to increase their fat burning ability because that's what that that's what your thyroid hormone, hormone does is it regulates body composition. So if you take that amount, what that's doing is it's shutting down your supply of it. So same thing with testosterone. It's shutting down your production of testosterone because you're replacing it with an, uh, an exogenous source. So you're still using the same hormone it's just not yours so same with t3 you're using t3 it's just not your t3 you're just creating the amount your body is using which you can make higher than what your body would normally use so that's why steroids do work because hormones are different than vitamins and minerals i think okay so here's the actual definition of steroid um a synthetic A synthetic steroid hormone that resembles testosterone in promoting the growth of muscle. Such hormones are used medicinally to treat some forms of weight loss and illegally by some athletes and others to enhance physical performance. Um, Like Dallas said, if you're taking steroids that are testosterone or testosterone inhibitors and they're being taken illegally by a bodybuilder or an athlete they are generally taken in amounts 200 250 percent of what that doctor prescribing that hormone to the 45 year old guy are gonna be um so that's why they usually refer to illegal steroid use as steroid abuse because it's much more than any doctor would recommend and then you see um, other side effects because it's promoting growth so you're seeing the organs grow you're seeing um, increased chance for tumors and things of that nature Um, and then in women you would see male sex characteristics Whereas in men, you may see female sex characteristics, um, like gynomestia, nastia, and um, like balding. Not that that's a female sex characteristic, but it's just like so much free testosterone that it contributes to hair loss. Mm-hmm. Um, and gynomastia, that's man boobs, basically. Um, so, yeah, that's steroids i think we also kind of got when we're talking about these drugs that will increase your heart rate or act on the thyroid if you're taking a weight loss drug it works in 
one that way, heart acting on the heart or acting on the thyroid, or both. Mm-hmm. So you can understand how long-term use of that would not be advised because if you're relying on this drug to stimulate your thyroid, what's going to happen when you stop taking that? Your thyroid's at zero because your it hasn't Your thyroid's trash. Yeah. Yeah, your metabolism is non-existent. Um, and then, obviously, an elevated heart rate is... Uh, obviously bad. Not ideal. Yeah. Because uh, you're taxing your heart much more than it needs to be mm-hmm. to be alive and that's ultimately going to shorten your life so that's so steroids and and those types of weight loss drugs are just that they're drugs as opposed to a supplement where we have our recommended daily allowances of supplement or supplements so like vitamins and minerals that doesn't necessarily mean that um taking more taking more sometimes it certainly does benefit you more because those rdas are based on preventing disease and the amounts that you should be taking are going to vary depending on your physiology and your demographic but it is a completely different thing and it is not going to have the same uh negative effects unless you're taking like a crazy amount it's not going to have the same negative effects as a drug would. Yeah. And then most of the time, water-soluble vitamins and sure. those things, typically it's really hard to get a negative effect from them mm-hmm. just because those are really easy to flush out. I mean, you just pee them out. That's mm-hmm. because they're water-soluble. Mm-hmm. The fat-soluble ones are the ones that really can build up to toxic levels yeah, and be just, detrimental over time. They just don't. Yeah. I mean, I... So for the for vitamin D, which is a fat soluble, it's, I think the recommendation is no more than ten thousand IU's per day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I take five thousand, if I remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, and you might you might not take. I think the RDA is even less than that. I think the RDA is like one or two thousand. So obviously, I'm taking much more than the RDA, mm-hmm. but I am still nowhere near being high in blood level levels of vitamin D because I don't go outside during the day. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, no skin cancer. True. So anyway, yeah. So you just have to figure out with your doctor and based on your blood work maybe even a dietitian, depending on your situation, what supplements you should be taking mm-hmm. and what you don't need to take because you're getting enough from your diet, which you're probably not getting enough in your diet for a lot of stuff, but mm-hmm. you just have to figure that out for yourself. It's not something we can tell you. Yeah. Um, just one last point to touch on before we transition. Um, the thing with... Uh, steroids in general and again not condoning their use but inevitably people will use them and the thing that people see the misconception that is seems very popular among people that novice users or prospective users of steroids is that more is better and you see these like huge guys on the olympia stage and you're like oh they've got to be taking like a crazy crazy amount and the thing is that a lot of those people especially the older like from the 90s, like the golden era bodybuilders, they weren't taking that much. It's just that genetically they are that far of an outlier that they respond super well to anything. 
so they can touch a weight and get bigger. They can do such a minute amount of, of these androgens or of these steroids and grow, just explode. Whereas if you, whoever you may be, try them and you do a crazy amount and you don't look like anything, it's because you just aren't that. So in saying that, that's why I don't recommend steroids because you could just be wasting your time and money and risking your health for very little benefit. And no benefit. Or no benefit. And the thing with steroids too, as we were mentioning, mm -hmm. is you shut down your endogenous production of them. So you use those steroids and it can permanently alter the effect or the, the efficaciousness of that organ. So your testes, you could never receive full production of testosterone again from them if you take testosterone. Same with your thyroid. You could completely ruin your thyroid for the rest of your life just from trying these, and you may get nothing from it. I mean, I think an important thing to consider as well is that there isn't research because any research is going to be retrospective. Mm -hmm. um, because you can't say, okay, this group is going to do 250% the recommended amount yeah. of steroids and this group's not because it's they, not ethical. Yeah, <laughs> get that past a, a committee. An like IRB, a, yeah. yeah. Um, so that is also a limiting factor, but I'm pretty sure we can safely say for the average student at USC Upstate, <laughs> what are you doing taking steroids? Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Just work out naturally. <laughs> Just don't. You don't do that either. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Y'all aren't here in the first place. You know, something something to add on that is even if you take a crazy amount of steroids, if you don't work out properly and you don't eat enough, you will not grow at all, ever. Yeah. So, yeah, this is very angry today, guys. Yeah. So work on those two aspects first. Really nail your training. Really nail your diet. And then... Once you've plateaued at that, when you're like 30, then think about steroids. But until then, don't do it. Does that does that clear things up, Andres? It does. Yeah, it, like, like it genuinely does. Because yeah. like prior to this, like I wouldn't even say that. Don't do it. But now you know why. Now yeah. I know why. Don't do it. Um. Also, again, sorry. Um. Something, and this is coming from the the videos. I talked to Sarah about this uh, before. This is coming from those videos that I've been watching about this guy and people who are on steroids because like the only way you really can learn about them is like word of mouth because like Sarah said, it's illegal to do that because it's not healthy, mm -hmm. like illegal to legitimately Stunted. test them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So people will be like the, the general metric for like, oh, how bad are these for me is people will post their blood work. Like, oh, look at my blood work. Like, it's fine. Like, you know, my blood work looks good. Like, I'm healthy. Mm -hmm. And two notable cases of people that had done this and just dropped dead were Rich Piana and Dallas McCarver. Both huge guys, giant bodybuilders, really popular in the scene and died in like their 30s. And the reason for that is, like we said, those drugs like that affect your heart or your thyroid, those put so much stress on your heart that they cause hypertrophy of your heart. So that means your heart grows. And your heart is only supposed to be so big because it has to work so much. Mm -hmm. So if you make it bigger than it really, than it realistically needs to be or can be, then you're basically just uh, shorting, shortening your life more and more the bigger your heart gets. So that's why these people, like Rich Piana especially, because right before he died, he went on some crazy cycle, like just trying. It was he. 
it was a thing on his YouTube called Bigger by the Day. He was just on some crazy stuff. And he was posting his blood work and it looked fine. And then he just drops dead from a heart attack. He had a V-fib, ventricular fibrillation. So that's like, if you have that, ask a doctor about that. You will drop dead immediately. And that's what happened. So that was the problem in that his blood work was fine, but his heart was massive. It was like three or four times bigger than it was supposed to be. So that's another reason why I just like, don't do that. It's not worth it. It is not worth it. Endurance training will grow your heart, but that's But to like a safe amount. Well, it's growing the ventricular capacity of your heart, not the heart muscle. Yeah, not the... Because if the heart muscle is growing, then the size of the chambers of the heart are shrinking. Small, yeah. Yeah. Okay, done. (laughs) Next. Next. Um, Next, we're going to be talking about dating people outside of our fitness lifestyle slash lifestyle in general. Mm Mm-hmm. One train of thought that mm-hmm. I stumbled across is that individuals who are single should take advantage of their free time because mm-hmm. they're not forced to go. Not forced is the wrong word. That might be the right word. <laughs> it is expected of them to go on dates or to go to events or to go out and do things. That would stray, <laughs> gross. stray from the previous schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, also, other research suggests that working out in a group or working along somebody else increases the benefit to you due to the what's it called oxytocin release by doing being next to somebody. Um. I am on the market. Hit me up. (laughs) (laughs) Single as a Pringle. (laughs) Okay. But slightly healthier. So I think there's two sides to this. Because, well, generally speaking, Mm -hmm. if somebody shares your lifestyle, Mm -hmm. they probably share some of your fundamental values. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that? I agree with that. So that is important in a relationship, mm-hmm. by my approximation. Mm-hmm. Quite important. Um, that said, maybe you have good intentions mm-hmm. and you want to be with someone better than you. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, not, <laughs> you know, you want somebody that's going to push you, which... That means that those shared values mm-hmm. still exist, but maybe you haven't been acting in accordance with your values, and so you want to be with somebody that will encourage you and support you to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think. Mm-hmm. For me personally, um, strength training and working out in general has to be a part of that because it's such a integral part of my life it's not about appearance it is about just like i need to be able to talk about that with somebody um i want to be able to do that with them and it is what it is so what i'm hearing is first date 
should not be a fitness guy. No, she shouldn't. Who should be? Who wants to you, bitch? For me, no. we're going to play a game of no, tag. Not bench. <laughs> yeah, you out. Bench. Because. Yes. Okay. They have. Okay, I will say. Yes, they have to be into fitness in some capacity. They have to do leg day. Oh, God. Yeah, Otherwise, actually. do not talk to me. Mm-mm. Yeah, if you don't do leg There's day. There's the door. <laughs> goodbye. Oh, boy. Leg day is the most important thing. <laughs> <laughs> do not. Men think, oh, I can skip leg day. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> I mean, other, other girls don't care, but then they're not into, they're not into, like, fitness. Exactly. As a, as a. As a value, they're into fitness for looks, mm-hmm. which isn't that's not attractive to me looks wise either. But mm-hmm. that's because having a well rounded physique. physique indicates a certain level of knowledge and a certain level of dedication. Mm-hmm. I'm just round. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with your point, but it's the opposite for women because they skip everything but leg day. Sure. Like the the average woman only does like that. So a girl who benches, you're like. Yeah, if you got a good upper body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's like literally like I said, it's the exact opposite. It is. Because yeah. So of society. Yeah, but the the, the reasons. Patriarchy. Exactly. The reasons are still the same. Like mm-hmm. they have some knowledge, they have competence, they have you know dedication, etc. Mm-hmm. Or um, even. I mean, they don't have to have as much knowledge as me as long as they're, like, wanting to learn. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't expect you to be, like, you know. Otherwise, you're limiting yourself to exercise physiologists, PTs, and strength coaches. Yeah, which, you know, <laughs> that's fine, but <laughs> that, that is a much smaller pond. <laughs> um, if somebody tells me... <laughs> If somebody tells me they're a personal trainer, though, unless they're, like, a really good personal trainer. Yeah, just being a personal trainer means basically nothing to me. Well, I, I just don't like the selly side, which we already talked about, mm-hmm. so that's why it's like, I don't know about this occupation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. How um, do you encourage a partner to join you? Mm. Say they have a really good personality. Well, here's a okay. So a lot of times in couples, maybe they both started at the same place, same lifestyle of being generally sedentary mm-hmm. because a lot of people are that way. Mm-hmm. And then one partner does want to make a lifestyle change, and the other partner isn't ready to make that lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. That causes breakups mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Big. I'm not saying it will. It just can. It is. Yeah. It depends on how supportive so most of the time I would deal with the women in that uh, that couple and she would often say something like um, you know I can't get to the gym because my husband needs me to take care of the kids or um, cook dinner or whatever uh, just spend time with him and so that obviously makes it so much harder for that person to make a healthy behavior change 
And a lot of times it's because of jealousy on the other person's part because they want that person to stay the same because it's comfortable and that's how they were when they got together. And that can just cause a lot of problems. So ideally, the partner that wants to make a healthy change would bring that other person along. But if they're at the end of the day, if they don't want to, you have to be okay with just letting them do their own thing and not bringing them with you. Which, like, uh, how and you... And if you're not okay with that, then move on. Yeah, exactly. I think that's an important sub-point in that at a certain point you have to know when, where your deal breaker is. Mm-hmm. Because, and like... And it will be hard. It definitely will not be easy. That's the worst part about it. Um, for, like, in that instance... I would say, like, for me, it would be a, a requisite function of that person. Like, they have to work out first. Right. Because that's just, like you said, it's part of my lifestyle. Like, it's part of your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like, the, I, I wouldn't have that conversation because it would already have happened. Like, it would never be like, oh, you should come work out with me. It's like, that's already established. Mm-hmm. So, but in the event that you are both not at that point at the beginning, and then one of you does get to that point, then, again, the conversation needs to be had. Mm -hmm. And if you can't convince that person, then, again, you know. I mean, yeah. They they either have to come along, or you have to say, like, okay, well, I'm going to do this, and I need you to support me, even if you're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, And then if that doesn't work out, then... You go from there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, does that answer your question? I think it doesn't. Maybe? So wait, say your question again. How do you motivate? Oh, yeah, okay, so let's say you're trying to get them. Mm -hmm. Say, you look fat. See, that's the point. Shrink his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch them, watch them a bunch. Like, they don't fit anymore, bud. I'll know what to tell you. <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, the I think the problem is. I'm sure there's a more positive way to do that. For sure. I think the problem is, and this is true of many elements of life is that if someone isn't ready you can't convince them Mm -hmm. no matter what it is Mm -hmm. so you have to try and help them determine what they need to make that change or if they're even going to make that change ever Mm -hmm. and that is its own battle its own war even Mm -hmm. so that's where I would go with it is you have to see if they are willing to make that change and then if they're not, you have to be willing to help them in the process of making that change, whatever that process may be. And if they're still not, if they don't even want to attempt the process, then you have to go based off of that. I mean, the very beginning would just be about gaining awareness. Yeah. Um, because if it's not even on their radar at all, yeah, then exactly. they need to just be aware that this could potentially be a problem 
And the more intrinsic that motivator is, the more likely it is to stick. So if it is just um, a physical, like, appearance thing, it's probably not going to stick. Mm-hmm. If it's because you want to live to walk at your daughter's wedding, then, okay, that's a lot more intrinsic. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> what time is it? It is 12.48. Um, I think... Oh, she's sitting at the desk. Oh, that's Hannah, by the way. Um, I think this is a good point to make in that if you... Okay, so you start... Like, this is the scenario. You start a relationship, you're both uh, sedentary. You both don't care about exercise, you don't care about your health. You, whoever you may be, the female, the male, one of the two males, one of the, whatever. You decide that, okay, health has now become a priority for me for X, Y, Z reason. Right. So the difficulty that you find yourself in is that at the beginning of the relationship, why did you select this partner? Was it for whatever reason? Okay, whatever that reason may be. Mm-hmm. Is And if one of those reasons is not because they care to better themselves and you have come to a point where you then want to better yourself the difficulty then becomes that process of okay how do i make them see the fact that bettering themselves is a good thing to do Mm -hmm. and then if they don't get to that point and you are at that point Mm -hmm. then you know just to me that seems like a natural point of departure Mm -hmm. because if you've moved on in your life to a point where they are not ready to or will never be ready for then why drag yourself down with that and i'm not saying that that person is bad i'm saying that person is not good for you yeah and at a certain point in life you have to recognize like when is when do i become the priority as opposed to when does this this being the relationship or this union become the priority and i don't i think at a certain point you have to weigh those because sometimes you should value the y'all or the you two or whatever over the yourself use. the we use yeah you have to value the use the unity over the individual but at, also conversely at certain times you have to value yourself over the unity just because that's how life works that's a, a hard thing to to balance and there's no right answer but i think that's a good indicator of like okay is this person willing to change when you're willing to change if not is that valuable to you, et cetera, et cetera. You could, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was like, I want to delve a little bit more into the self-awareness and like the motivation to get to the point where you want to get better Mm -hmm. without it being, quote, toxic. Mm -hmm. Because like some people do benefit from shame, some people (laughs) do benefit from. I mean, honestly, I do. That's why I lost, ever lost weight in the first place because I was shamed for it. Mm -hmm. So, like, for me, it works. It's not a good motivator, and it has its its consequences and its side effects, but it worked. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend it, but, again, I agree. Some people do respond to shame. I don't really respond to shame. What do you respond to? Like, what are, like... Uh, I mean, for me, in my position, I respond to being a good example for other people. So, if... I'm feeling watched, in in a word, um, then I'm going to be more likely to make healthy choices. 
you're never gonna see me binge on Oreos in front of you. <laughs> um, That's funny. But really, and so the times in my life where I saw myself getting off track with my healthy decision making, I set some sort of challenge for myself. Right now, that's our level up 90 day challenge. Hashtag level up 90 day challenge. Um, <laughs> Shameless plug. But in the past, that's when I signed up for the bikini competitions. So for me, it wasn't about like becoming a bikini competitor. It was about living a healthier lifestyle. And oh, you have to get up on stage in front of a bunch of people pretty soon. So you better get it together. Because uh, you spent all this money or else. So that worked for me. Um, for other people, maybe it's a 5K, maybe it's a powerlifting competition, a biking thing, or even a walk, you know, whatever it is. But yeah, that's what, that's what worked for me. Not so much. I mean, I guess the fear of shame. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to be directly shamed. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Um, for me, it was self-loathing and also Tinder likes. <laughs> See, that's what we would call Well, the Tinder likes, that would be an extrinsic thing. Yeah. Motivator? Because oh, six months ago, it was three. Right now, it's at over 99. Hey. hey. That's funny. What pictures do you have on there? Uh, I can show. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate... Like, when I did have any form of that, I just hated it being a thing. So I never wanted to oh, show people. Picture. Yeah, you look um, like you've had a good life. Like Which is a lie. <laughs> it's a farce. It's a farce. See, like, honestly. He goes outside. He smiles. I think that's the, the thing that I dislike about those sorts of things. You've got nine pictures to describe your life. Yeah, and then even if you do get the chance to interact with that person, it's like, what is this interaction? It's like, how genuine is this? What foot are you putting forward? Like, I just, it just seems all very fake and farcical to me. So that's why I don't like it. What I was going to say before was that I was going to give an actual piece of advice, an actual tip to do start doing healthy things. Uh, with your partner, which would be to um, make it a bonding experience. Mm -hmm. So, okay, like today, let's go check out this new park and like walk around and explore. Or, um, hey, I found this recipe online. Do you want to make it with me later? Mm -hmm. Like stuff like that that you can do together that isn't uh, work, mm -hmm. I guess. That is just like bonding time. That would be a good place to start, I think. It's a little bit less intense than, okay, let's go to the gym together. Oh, the, I've done that with people that I wasn't even dating and people I was dating. Uh, 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 don't do it. It's a mistake. <laughs> I feel bad whenever I go with a partner that's not, like, near my level of fitness or if not above mm -hmm. my level of fitness. Because mm -hmm. then, like, I'm going ham 9.5 miles an hour and they're on, like, two losing their breath. And I'm just like, I don't want to. Yeah, my problem with working out with other people is that I need them to have the same orientation as me. Like if I'm doing, if I'm focusing on strength and like high RPE and high 
like high percentages i want them to also be doing that because then i can i have solidarity with them Mm -hmm. and also they like they know uh or they they know how to motivate me because it's the same way they would motivate themselves Mm -hmm. it's just like them being there and doing the same thing as me is motivating enough without them even having to do anything else Whereas if it's just, like, which my ex-girlfriend, she would, like, come to the gym with me and she would just, like, stand there and do nothing or, like, walk or Like, just, just... Oh. Yeah, just... Really? Really. It just oh. made it awful. Oh. Um, and then if I'm, like, I don't, like... Like, why I never became a personal trainer... People ask me this all the time. Why I never became a personal trainer here mm-hmm. is because I just don't like doing that. I just don't like personal training. Because... I want to say everything that I know at once and it's just like it overwhelms them and it completely just deludes the point of what I'm going for and like to balance what I actually want them to know and what I want to say is just too hard for me and then working with someone that is questionably motivated and also doesn't have any level of experience is just difficult to me yeah so I mean me and Mance went to the gym on like our fourth date I don't even remember. I think I think we did a back day, mm-hmm. which is pretty uh I mean it, it's you know, pretty easy to like change the weights and stuff mm-hmm. for a back day. So it wasn't like we were having to change the plates a whole bunch and whatnot. Though they did have uh some plate loader machines there. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. So if you if you already have that in common and you know you have it in common then you can go to the gym yeah exactly if y'all both have some level of competence if one person's you know a cardio person a cardio bunny a a strength person (laughs) a cardio bunny yeah then you have to uh, compromise in that gym sesh or just um, don't just do your own thing and then you still have the fitness aspect in common but you don't have to do it together yeah which is why I generally in that instance like the, the person that would fit the thing that I'm looking for is not going to be my partner. Because generally, oh, generally my partner is not going to be working on strength, ostensibly. Maybe they will. But it's just, I typically find that solidarity in, like, an actual friend as opposed to, like, a significant other. Which, that's just how it typically works I for me. I just don't find that solidarity. Oh, well, you also don't work out. <laughs> I don't work out because of you guys. Whoa, don't blame me. I work out. I'm here. I also work out <laughs> occasionally. Well, I've been getting better more of a daily. Um, where does Cardio Bunny come from? Like, what does that look like? Uh, I don't know where I heard that from first. It's just, like, the people that just come to the gym to, like, run on the elliptical mm-hmm. or the treadmill and leave. Okay. That's just, like, a cardio bunny. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> and I don't mean it as a derogatory term. I just, like, that's just what I've heard. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing wrong with that. Although, I don't necessarily get paying for a gym membership just to run on the treadmill when you can go outside. But... That's just me. I'm not flaming you. I just don't. That's I just personally. I will defend other cardio buddies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, change my intro from what was my animal? 
there wasn't one. Other than a cow, a mini cow. Yes. Change my cow to a bear. I'll stick with um, goat. Because <laughs> they eat anything. Yeah. Um, I don't get the same experience running outside that I do when I'm on the treadmill. Because on the treadmill, I can push it to a speed that I can't reach by myself. Why? Yeah, see, that I don't understand. How can you run faster on a treadmill than you actually can run? Because there's a sense of urgency to, like, touch the floor, I would say. Because if you're outside, you run, you'll just go to a pace that your body is comfortable going. Unless you unless don't. you're sprinting. Like, unless unless you're sprinting. you go to the uncomfortable place. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But you I should understand still what you're be saying able too. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And like with a treadmill, I like push myself to an uncomfortable level. But since the ground is moving, my body naturally reacts to. You know, actually, that's there. an interesting way to think about it because that's like use that's like analogous to using a belt for lifting. Mm-hmm. It's like that that feeling of having something there mm-hmm. to like in this instance, in the belt instance support you, or mm-hmm. in the treadmill instance to literally, if you don't do this, you will fall. Mm-hmm. Like those, that's just like a cueing thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas you could physically run that fast outside, but there's nothing to tell you to run that fast. Mm. So that's interesting. And also I'm really bad with time and space. So I don't know how to time things. Like if you were telling me like run for 15 seconds, I might run for a minute. Or if you say run for a minute, I might run for 20 seconds. Uh, like, <laughs> like my, my perception of time and space is like really skewed. Like, also, like, if someone said, like, run for a mile, I'm like, don't know how far that is. Like, I mean, that's theoretically, true. I yeah. know how far it should be, but, like, if I had to do it, I was like, no. Why don't you get yourself a watch if you're a person who is, um, you know, motivated by numbers and things like that. Get yourself a heart rate monitor and use that for your outdoor training. This is true. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, like, the sole utility of, like, an Apple Watch Mm -hmm. is that it helps you be able to train, like, running specifically by yourself because it gives you your heart rate, which is just an indicator of your intensity. Mm -hmm. It gives you the ability to time yourself, Mm -hmm. and then it also shows your distance, which are realistically for running, that's, like, the three things, the three main things you would care about. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think Apple Watches are cool, and if you don't use it for that, then you just wanted to look at your phone on your wrist. (laughs) That's how I feel about it. Um, but yeah, I think that would help you if that's what your problem would be, like actually running outside. Um, we strayed very far from the original topic. <laughs> well, I think this is a wrap, I guess. What kind of wrap? Like a snack wrap? Snack wrap. Or mm, I'm so hungry. Should have ate. <laughs> I was told not to. By who? Not me? Are you intermediate fasting? <laughs> Today. Oh, well. Yeah, I did too because I slept poorly because of some crazy robot machine living in my apartment See, like, now. I heard before we close off, we're gonna wrap. Um, that intermittent fasting is only benefiting people who do it because it's easier to lower your calorie count if you reduce Isn't that the difficult? amount of times you sit down. And that it's not. Depend, yeah. Potentially. Potentially. But I'm just like, 
What I What did you think? Like I thought it benefited because it puts the body in like a starvation mode and makes it like. I mean, it depends on your goal. Yeah. It depends on your goal. So. Plus, also, if you have if you're someone that has a problem with binge eating, then that's not gonna help you. Because if you only have one instance to eat, you're going to binge like crazy at that one instance to eat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you normally don't binge eat and you just eat small amounts, then you will definitely hit, eat less calories if you physically cannot eat enough to overeat the calories in one sitting. Yeah. So it depends. Um, the one negative thing, because I asked my aunt about intermittent fasting when I did it a while ago, mm-hmm. and she said the thing that's negative about it is it... Uh, disrupts your um metabolism not your metabolism your uh what is the word to say no communication your i don't want to just say it in like a vulgar way but um your bowel movements there you go because your like it just blasts your your small intestine and your colon or your large intestine all at once with one massive load of food Mm -hmm. and then it's nothing so it gets dried out because there's nothing in there dried out. It gets it's just like your your the way you're cycling it is not necessarily healthy for that. Because how those typically operate is there's always something in the loop. Whereas if you eat just like three thousand calories at once, then it's like it's all as a giant blob there and then there's nothing after that. So that's the one negative of I've heard of it. Um, so take that for what you will. That wraps it up. Um, crap. This is Andres the Bunny signing off. <laughs> this is Dallas the Salad. This is Sarah the Goat. The Goat. Come up with a better name for me.